Praise God. Amen. We want to get right into our lesson tonight. So if you have your Bibles tonight, amen. We want to go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 tonight, amen. And verse 1 and 2. And Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Amen. You get to hang out with us tonight, huh? <laughs> amen. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Philippians 2, verse 1 and 2. Paul says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Amen. Amen. And one of the things we find about the world today is that so many people seem to be hurting. You know, sometimes I think that more men today seems to be hurting than women, and more children are hurting than teachers. And so, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we have gotten away from the main ingredient called love. Amen. So, you know, somehow we have to be able to combat the hurting and the things that people are going through uh, in their lives. And I think God has given us the tool uh, for that, and it is called love. Amen. Paul told the church here at Philippi, he says, if there be any constellation in Christ, in other words, if you have any comfort, if you have any abilities to relief or bring about relief, uh, uh, any support or any way you can help, uh, you know, he says, fulfill my joy. Amen. And, and this is what it's all about is being able to fulfill the joy of those that are suffering, especially those that are in the body of Christ. You see, love, uh, this is dispelled in so many ways that uh, we can uh, a kind deed for someone can show love or a kind word can show others love. Sometimes just uh, sending a text message or patting someone on the back or uh, just being a good listener to ear or sending a card or, or just, you know, talking with people sometimes can, can make a whole lot of difference in their lives and they can begin to feel the love of God through you as you are reaching out to them to try to bring that comfort or relief uh, when they're going through things in their lives. You know, one of the things about funerals and, and the depth of people is people are looking for someone to bring about comfort. They're uh, trying to look for someone that can help them in some way to be a support network, to be a helper in the times of, of, of comfort and and the time of bereavement and i think in the ministry a lot of times uh more than anything that's when uh we are more effective uh in those times than some other times because you know we are supposed to be those that are able to help and to bring about the joy uh that people are are needing in matthew 23 uh verse 36 through 39 you know, we know that Israel, you know, Jesus really wanted to love Israel. He really wanted to uh, begin to bring about some comfort and, and help to them. We know that his main purpose 
uh, was coming for was to seek and to save uh, that which was lost, which was Israel. Amen. And he really wanted to help them, but he found that they constantly uh, rejected him. Amen. And, and, uh, I think about the wrong scripture down. But, uh, let me go to Mark. What did I say, Matthew? I'm in the wrong chapter. That's why. I'm in the wrong chapter. 23. Yeah. 23-36. Thank you. You know, he really wanted to to, to help uh, Israel. And he says, Verily I say unto you, All these things shall come upon this generation. Verse 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Thou that killed the prophets and stoned them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gather her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate, for I say unto you, you shall not see me hence, till you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. He really really wanted to help Israel. He really wanted to comfort and support them. And, and his main reason, he saw what they had gone through. And God had tracked Israel for years, uh, all the way back to Abraham. You know, he had a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God wanted to be a support to them. He wanted to show his love to them. But they just rejected him. And as a result, they he told them, you're going to be left desolate. You know, and that's the thing. If you stop and think about, you know, even in our walk and and our ministry and reaching out to people, we're trying to show them the love and the support and the help and the things that they need uh, to, to bring their joy back into their lives. But they reject what you're trying to give to them. And as a result, then they stay in that state of despondency and sadness and low self-esteem and so it, it makes it hard for you to try to to reach when they keep rejecting and isaiah 40 verse 1 he says comfort ye comfort ye my people saith the lord in other words god says comfort them support them bring about help to them and that's what we are called to do Amen. You see, soldiers of Christ is responsible to bring relief and support and to help the hurting and the lonely. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, we need to get you a Bible, don't we? You stay right there, we'll get you one. How's that? Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Now, now notice, he says that the Spirit is upon him. Amen. Now we have the Spirit upon us. Amen. So the mission of the Holy Ghost is one of comfort. You remember what Jesus said in John fourteen twenty six. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. But the comforter, 
which is the Holy Ghost. Amen. So the Comforter is the Holy Ghost. And so once the Holy Ghost is in you, now you are to go forth and comfort others. Freely you have received, freely give. Amen. So we have to use the Holy Ghost for its purpose. Amen. And this is why Romans 5 5 says, And hope make us not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our lives by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Amen. It's shed abroad. So everywhere we go, we are to be a comforter. We are to be a supporter. We are to be a helper in everything that we do. Amen. So the comforter is upon us. The Holy Ghost in us is the love of God in us. Why? Because God is love. Amen. Amen. God is love. And so with God being love and he's in us in the spirit, then everywhere we go, the spirit of the Lord is upon us. And he's anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor. See, the gospel brings about a change in people's lives. When they have a clear understanding of that death, the burial, and the resurrection, which is the gospel there, Jesse, amen, it brings change into people's lives. When people get a clear understanding that Jesus Christ died for their sins, that he was buried and he rose again the third day, according to Scripture, then they understand the love of God. Amen. It brings about a change in their lives. Amen. Therefore, if we say that we have the Holy Ghost in us and do nothing to comfort anybody, then we may not have the Spirit. I would think that's the, one of the main reasons, you know, Jesus says, go and preach the gospel to every creature. Because somebody you're going to come in contact with is looking for some comfort. You know, you're not going to be on the mountaintop all the time. There's going to be those times you're going to find yourselves down in the valley, you know, and you're going to need someone to comfort you. You know, this is why when you read the Psalms, David is, sometimes he's on the mountain, he's excited, but then again, he's, Finding himself, asking himself, like in Psalms 42, as the deer print for the water brook, so my soul is longing for God. You know, he said, you know, David in Psalms 42 has found himself in a hard place, you know, and he needs some comfort there. Same way in Psalms 3, when Absalom is chasing him across the battlefield, you know, he, he's looking for some relief and some comfort. And there will be times in our lives and so we reciprocate what? What we do. The Bible says, as we sow, we reap. See, and so we have the Spirit of God in us, you know. And so we have to be willing to comfort no matter where we go. We have the power. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon us because He's anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent us to heal the broken hearts, okay? Hearts are being broken. You know, if you stop and think, a lot of hearts are being broken today. You know, and as a result, we have to be that listening ear. We have to come 
with the wisdom. Last year we talked about the wisdom of God and, and some things we taught each other last, last year and into the start of this year, you know, it, it, about wisdom and being able to impart good wisdom and knowledge and, and understanding and to help people to be able to be delivered and to be set free. Amen. From the things, the bondage and things they're going through. So he sent us to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. A lot of people are trapped. A lot of people are bound. A lot of people, you know, don't know how to get out of their situations and, and stuff. And by you just being the listener, fear and love, uh, can help people be delivered and help people be set free. Amen. Set the captives free. Amen. A lot of people is bound to drugs, to alcohol, to pornography, to all kinds of things that they need to be set free from. And love can do that. Love can do that. Amen. God's love can do that. Amen. And this is why we are anointed. Amen. For that purpose. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. You know. People have so many problems and situations they can't see. You know, they can't see what God is doing. They can't see what God is trying to do through them. So we have to be able to bring them that sight. And a lot of times, uh, just being that listening of the ear and sharing love can make a whole difference. Amen. Let's look at First John chapter 4 again tonight. First John chapter 4 verse 7 through verse 21. Amen. First John. You got your Bible there, Brother Jesse? Amen. First John, chapter 4. All the way to the back of the Bible. Amen. Verse 7. Chapter 4. First John, chapter 4. Verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Amen. Now notice what he says here. He says, first of all, we talked a, a couple of weeks ago about loving our neighbor and loving God. And now he says, let us love one another because love is of God and everyone that is born of God knoweth God. See, so the new birth process ushers in an understanding for us of love. Amen. It brings us to an understanding of who God really is. God is love. You know, one of those attributes that he has. And so God is love. And this is why we must love one another. Because freely we have received, freely we give. We want to love one another. Amen. Because if I love you... As my neighbor, if I love you as myself, if brothers love brothers, amen, and men love men, we can pull more men. See, a lot of men is, is, is lacking in their love relationship. A lot of men doesn't understand how to love their wives. A lot of men doesn't understand how to love their children. A lot of men doesn't understand how to love uh, what they're being asked to do. Say, we, we have to love things in order to gain an understanding of things. Say, you know, we, we want to love one another, and this is key and essential for us to 
learn love and for us to grow. As John says here later on, he says, our love is made perfect because we love God and we love one another. See, we want to be complete in our love, amen, and what we do here. So we have to learn how to love in order to fulfill the Great Commission, amen. If we never have the strong love for God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and our neighbor as ourselves, we'll never fulfill the Great Commission. We will pick and choose who we share this love with. We'll pick and choose who we try to help and comfort. Amen. But if we realize what God has done for us, and we begin to realize, as the apostles has taught us, that God is no respecters of persons, amen, we will reach out to everyone that we come in contact with to try to bring that help, try to bring that comfort, and try to bring that support to them that they need. Amen. And so this is why he says God is love. And this is why you want to share God. You know, you're not sharing yourself. You're sharing God with the lost and dying world. You are bringing that comfort. And First John 4, 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God. Why? For God is love. See? God is love. And this is why you have to understand that if I say I'm a Christian, and this is why people always say in the world, you're supposed to love me. You know, they shouldn't have to tell us that. You know, we, we should automatically know that. You know, we, we should not have to have people in the world says, oh, you're supposed to love me, you're supposed to... Do this for me, you know, and all that. Well, we don't have to do all those things they want us to do for them. But, yes, we do have to love them because the Bible tells us that love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. And see, and again, this is where wisdom of love comes in. See, is you have to be able to, to listen when they say those kind of things and to show them love. But as you're showing them love... The way you show them the love is you present to them the gospel in a loving and kind way, you see, so that they have an understanding of God's love, say. And if they reject it, you know, Jesus says they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me, say, because we have his love in us. And so he, we're, he desires that we share that love. And so when we share that love, if they reject that love, they're not rejecting us. They're rejecting him. See? And so we have to use that wisdom that goes along with it. That's why I say a lot of times is, you know, the devil knows what Christians are supposed to do, but he tries to twist it on you sometime. And so you've got to have the wisdom and knowledge of God with your love uh, encompassed so that you can, can, can bring them to that understanding and see if they really want love. See, because God is love. Say, if you want, if you really want love, then let me, let me give you God so that He can show you how to get out of what you're in and to set you free. Say, because the gospel, as Jesus says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Say, 
So if you are bound, or if you are in captivity, or if you are, are hooked on things that you just can't get loose from, you get into the Word of God, and you become obedient to the Word of God, which is love, because God is love, and God is the Word, you know, it, it can set you free, you know. It can bring you free. And this is what men need today, is, is men need to, to have love, you know. And, and a lot of men doesn't understand the value of love, and, and God's love especially. You know, we could be, have the, the greatest nation, we could have the greatest uh, men, you know, if, if man just learned God's principles about love. Amen. So John goes on in 1 John 4, 8, it says, He that knoweth not God, for God is love. So here we have what? A light of spiritual understanding. Say, a lack of spiritual understanding. And a lack of spiritual understanding is a light void of love. Because God is all knowledge. He's all knowing. So when, if we are, have the Spirit upon us, then we should have the knowledge of God. Notice what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. Go to 1 Corinthians 13 in your Bibles. 1 Corinthians 13. Paul's instruction here to the church in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity or have not love, I am become as sounding brass or tinkling cymbals. Say, all I'm doing is just making noise because the fact of the matter is, charity is supposed to be true. It's supposed to be the real deal. So if I'm speaking in tongues like a Chinese fire drill and I don't have love, all I'm doing, he says, is making noise. See? He says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and have all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove a mountain and have not charity, I am nothing. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecy, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. 
For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Notice, when I become a man, I get rid of childish ways and childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, and then shall I know even also as I am known. And now about it, faith, hope, and charity, these three, but the greatest is charity. Why is the greatest charity? Huh? It's the first commandment? It doesn't matter? Why is charity the greatest? God is love. Amen. Amen. He's the greatest. I don't know anything greater than God. Amen. Hope can save us. Faith can save us. Yeah, but the greatest of all of it is love because God is love, you know, and God is in us, see, and this is what God desires is, is that we present him to be a, a, to this dying and lost world, to be a comfort to those, comfort ye one another, comfort ye my people, saith the Lord, amen, because people are hurting. And he has chosen you and I to reach out to this lost and dying world, to comfort them, to help them, to support them, to show them the right way. You know, a lot of people think supporting and helping people is giving them everything they need so that they don't have to do anything. No. As the old saying, you teach a man how to fish, (laughs) he can take care of himself. Right? But if you give him everything, if you do it for him, he's never going to do anything. Right? You have to teach him. And that's what love is designed to do. If you watch how Jesus went about, you know, he didn't do everything for everybody. He just stood and he taught them. Even the religious leaders, you know, he would ask them questions. And like the guy, you know, with the Good Samaritan, he says, now tell me, who was his neighbor? You know, and the guy said, well, I guess the guy that did good. He says, right, now go do likewise. He presented a story to him in love to bring him an understanding of what he should be doing. And then he says, go do likewise. Even look at Nicodemus. You know, Nicodemus comes to the Lord by night. He communicates with them, you know, Jesus presents everything to him in love, you know. And as a result, at crucifixion, you know, who's there? Nicodemus, you know. He's even defending the Lord before the Sanhedrin court, you know, because God has showed him love, you know. And this is, this is what God desires is, is that we grasp this thing called love. You know, get a hold of Him and let Him be in our heart here. So we need that understanding of how to present God's uh, ways in love. Look at Hosea 4.6. Hosea 4.6. Old Testament, Hosea 4.6. What does Hosea say? 
My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. See? My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. See? If we don't understand love, we're destroying ourselves. You know, that's what's the problem in the world today. All the fighting and all the the, the killing is taking place is because people don't understand love. And it's coming to our shores. It's coming to our lands. You know, you know, if you stop and look at what is going on in the world across the, the way and, and everywhere, is people are being destroyed because of not lack of knowledge. Because if we have the knowledge of God, we will love one another. As ourselves. But the enemy desires us not to love. He wants to divide us. He wants us to be divided. Amen. But as men of God, we have to come together. Amen. I can remember a few years ago when all those men uh, marched on Washington, D.C. You know, and uh, what was the name of it? Um, Not the Thousand Man March, but... uh, all the religions guys that, um, uh, what was it? Promise keepers. Yeah, yeah, promise keepers. You know, if, if you stop and think about that, all those men that was there, you know, if, if those men that was there would all grasp the love of God and went out, and begin to teach the love of God. Where would our nation be today? If all those men would go back to their homes and begin to share and show the love of God to their families, to their communities, you know, what would our world be like? You know, all the men that has watched the movie Courageous if all of them took the principles in that movie and went home and went to their communities, went to their jobs, and did what was there that has seen that movie around the world, what would happen if all the men as prisoners in the prisons, because they show it in the prisons all the time, to try these kind of movies to try to get the men to be able to to see themselves where they are and what they could be doing. What could make a difference? If our schools would show these kind of movies in the school system instead of some of the other foolishness they're showing them, you know, what could happen? You know, what could happen if in a principal or something when a, when a kid cuts up in class or whatever... Could, could show him a good movie of morals and principles to bring about a change in his life, what would happen? You know, what would happen to our military if that was part of the induction that you had to set through the movie Courageous before you could enlist? What would happen? You know, if you had to teach constantly about love, what would happen? Amen. We, my people are destroyed because of a like 
of knowledge. Amen. If we've got the Holy Ghost, then we should know the importance of loving others. Amen. We don't just want to be making noise. We don't just want to carry a title Christian. We just don't want to carry a title apostolic. You know, we, we don't want to carry just a title. We just want to present what God is asking us to be. Amen. To love one another. First John 4, 9. And this was manifest, the love of God towards us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. If we're not living, we might want to check our love. Because Jesus says in John 10.10, The thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they may have life, and that more abundantly. So the more of God's love in me that I expel and give away to others, the more I'm going to live. The more excited I am if I can help other people. There's something about being able, you feel good about yourself when you help other people. Say, when, when you can encourage and, and build up and lift up someone else and comfort someone else, you, you feel good about yourself. Not in a an, in an prideful way, but just knowing that you have done what God has asked you to do. Amen. And this was manifest the love of God. God sent His Son in the world that we might live through Him. Amen. So are you living? Amen. And this is why so many people uh, hate rejection. You know, people, nobody wants to be rejected. People want to be loved. God, God has put that in us. You know, that every one of us want to be loved. By somebody. You know, even, even pets want to be loved by somebody. You know, you kick a dog to the curb, and guess what? He come right back. You know, he, he's like, they're like that. You know, they, there's something about God's love. Amen. He created that inside of us that, you know, we want it. Amen. Verse 10, herein is love, not that God, we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God loved us, we ought to love one another. Amen. Paul says in Galatians 6.10, he says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good, what? To all men, especially to them that are the household of faith. Say, to do good, to encourage, to, to edify, to build up every man. Amen. Every man. To lift up, to encourage every man. To, to be a listener to man. Reaching out to man. If there's ever been a time that we need to reach out to men, it's today. You know, they can talk about certain animals becoming extinct. I'm afraid men are becoming extinct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I'm telling you, real godly men are becoming extinct. Most of the churches have more women. You know, I, I, where was I at? I was somewhere the other day. Yeah, I was at a funeral in, in, in Bloomington, and, and, and the ladies said something to me, you know, about something was becoming extinct and stuff in the church or something. And I said, yeah, I'm afraid the men are too. And she was saying, what was that? Oh, man, anyhow. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're becoming extinct. See, and so a lot of men is hurting. A lot of men don't feel that they have the support. They don't feel that they have the help, to, to, the, the abilities and the knowledge and the skills to, to, to be what God is saying about them. And so this is why we, we have to show them the love of God and to, to try to do good to them, especially them that are the household of faith. Amen. In Ephesians 2, 1 through 6. Ephesians 2, 1 through 6. Amen. Ephesians 2, 1 through 6. Paul says, And you, have he quickened, who is dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the powers of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we have had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us. Amen. Even when we were dead in sin, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Notice, for God who is rich in mercy for his great love, he saved us. Amen. And so we should be willing to what? Save others. Now granted, I know we can't save anybody but at least I can throw them a life vest. I can throw them the gospel. I can throw them Jesus. You know, I can show them to help them. Amen. To pull them into the shore. The Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. If I can share with another man how to love, amen, and how to be loved, and to, that he can turn around and love someone else. He can save himself through God's love. Amen. It can bring out a difference in them. Amen. As I said earlier, so many men are hurting. So many men don't understand. You know, they think they've got to be the hulk of the land and the meanness and the bulldog, you know, when they should be loved. They should be humble. They should be strong. But yes, but they should have God's love in them. And if they have God's love in them, then yes, they will be strong. They will have on the armor of God. They will be able to stand. They will have the fruit of the Spirit in them and operation in them. And they will be understanding and have the knowledge 
of God and what they are called to do, to be men of God. And this is what God desires of them to be. Amen. Amen. We don't want to be without that knowledge of God. Verse 12, amen, 1 John four twelve. No man have seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfect in us. Amen. So to, t- uh, to obtain the end state of God's love, we have to love others. If we want our love to be complete, amen, we've got to love one another. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. He's anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the broken heart, delivers from the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, amen, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year, amen, Jesus said, that year of jubilee. When you look at the Old Testament times, you know there were certain times that the, the people was free. If they were slaves, they was to be set free. If they, their property was to be, you know, set free, everything. There was those signs. So the acceptable year of the Lord, Jesus was saying that right now I'm coming in here to bring this freedom to you right now. You know, is what he was trying to get them to see. If you ever notice that passage of Scripture, Jesus did not finish Isaiah 63, I mean 61, all the way, because Isaiah 61, he says, and also the vengeance of the Lord. Jesus doesn't say that in, in Luke 4. He leaves that part off because what he's saying is, I'm coming to do this for you, but if you reject it, then you're going to get the rest, which is the vengeance that's going to come. Say, and this is why we have to, to love. He says, this is the acceptable year, to preach the acceptable year. You are coming to preach, to let, tell the people, hey, now you can be set free. Now your broken hearts can be healed. Now what you've been waiting for is here. Amen. So don't reject this love. That's why Jesus says, oh, Jerusalem, I just would love to put my arms around you. But you rejected me. You rejected the love that I'm trying to show you. Now your house is left desolate. In other words, vengeance is going to come upon you. Amen. Things are going to happen that you wish, you know, that you would have just let me hug you and, and embrace you. See, you know, I get people tell me all the time, oh, Pastor, I should have listened to you. Well, I wish you would have. And I'm trying to tell you in love. I'm trying to present it to you in love. So you don't have to go through those kind of things in life. You know, you don't need the school of hard knocks. <laughs> you know, you be doers of God's word. Amen. Praise God. We, we want to make sure that, you know, we love God and listen to his instructions for us. Amen. We don't want to reject him. Amen. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he gave us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. 1 John 4.14 You are the Savior of the world. You're Jesus. You're the Savior of the world, Jesse. You know you're Jesse Jesus? Not Jesse James. You're Jesse Jesus. 
So you're the savior of the world. Those kids you go to school with, you have to share the truth of the gospel. Amen. That's why God gave it to you. That's why he gave you the Holy Ghost. So when you go to school, you can share that with the other kids that may not feel love. Amen. That may not know Jesus so that they can come into that relationship. Amen. All of us, our, our world is our sphere where we are. Our homes, our neighbors, our communities, our churches, our, our schools, our workplaces. You know, everywhere we are, believe me, there's someone there that we go that just wants someone to listen. Someone to show love. Someone to help. Someone to direct. Someone to provide instructions. You know, it, it, you know, a lot of times just being that listening ear and, and just dropping a nugget of wisdom, you know, just a nugget of gold from the word of God. You know, a lot of people don't realize it, you know, but a lot of people says, oh, you know, don't share scripture. But this is why you need to memorize scripture. See, you don't need to have a Bible in your hand every moment. Say, you memorize scriptures and you hide it in your heart. And Jesus says, I will write my laws in your heart and in your mind. Amen. So that when someone is talking to you and you can listen carefully, you know, and then you can take God's word. You know, Jesus says the Holy Ghost will give you what to say. And you present that to them in love. And it can make all the difference in the world. See, you know, you, you don't have to say the Bible says. You know, part of using wisdom is just to be able to share the word of God without saying the Bible says. And you, you'd be surprised. A lot of people in the world use scripture all the time. And they don't even say it. You know, the Bible says, you know. You know, you, you, I, I hear it on the radio and stuff all the time, you know, and out and about. You know, sometimes I'll be talking to some of the elderly gentlemen and ladies and stuff, and, you know, they quote Scripture all the time, you know, and they don't know where it's coming from, you know. And sometimes I'll just be little chuckle with them, and I'll say, you know where that is found at? No, I've heard it, though. I've heard it, though. You know, they'll say, I say, let me tell you where it's at. <laughs> you know, and, so, and then I would tell them, you know, that's a Bible passage. Oh, it's a book of Proverbs. You know, the the old people, you know, in the older days, Paul Harvey used to quote scripture on radio all the time. He's, and all the people used to sit around the radio and listen to Paul Harvey, you know, and stuff. And they'd pick up his sayings and stuff, you know. And, and, and it's a lot of, it's really interesting to what some of the elder people will say from the Word of God. And they say, well, I don't know who said it or where it comes from. You know, it is, and sometimes I get a chuckle when I say, okay, it was written by King Solomon in the book of Proverbs and stuff like that. And they go, really? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, you know, so... So the, and, and see, in the same concepts and principles is in our study and our preparation because we have the Spirit of God in us, see? And so, and as a result, just to listen 
and to share a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge can, from the Word of God can bring a whole change in a purpose, person's life and how they see things clearly. Uh, and so that's, this is why Paul told Timothy, he says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly divide the word of truth. Uh, he says, you continue in the doctrine, and so doing it, you save yourself and everyone else that hears it. So as we keep studying God's word, as we keep loving God and loving people, amen, our atmosphere, our surrounding, our spheres, we can bring understanding, amen. Love must be permeated from us in every area. First John 4.15, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwell in him and he in God. Verse 16, And we know, have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that loveth dwell in God, dwell in love, dwell in God and God in him. See? If we're dwelling in love, then God is there. Amen. How much do you believe the love that God has for you? How much do you believe the love that God has for you? What does that mean? That we have known and believed the love of God. Amen. That He has towards us. God loves us. God cares. Amen. He's not willing. But God so loved the world that He gave. Gave His best. Amen. So that we could have His love in us. That's love. Amen. That He he put His love inside of us. Amen. So that we could share it. So that we could release it. To show people what true love really is all about. Amen. To share with this world Him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in this world. The same way God is, we are to be in this world. Think about that. The same way God is, is the same way we are to be in this world. This is why Jesus said, when you pray, pray that let thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. See? So what, in the same things, as he is, we should be also. Because why? He's in us. His love is in us. His spirit is in us. Amen. And so what he did, he says, the works that I've done, you're going to do greater. See, if you stop and think about it at the time he said that, now we can go further. Yeah, Jesus was, you know, he could have just and be everywhere. Right? He's all, he's, the earth is his footstool, so he's everywhere anyhow, right? And so we're going to do greater things. Think of the number of people that Jesus brought healing to, comfort to, strength to, support to. And think about what we can do by just listening, just a pat on the back. Just a word of encouragement. Just being there in the time of bereavement. Just 
sending a positive text or something that will edify and lift up. Let's think about what we can do in our world, in our schools, in our communities. No matter where we go, in Walmart, in Kmart, in Shopco, at a restaurant, with the waitresses, you know. Think about a waitress or a waiter that has been, you know, yelled at somebody in the restaurant because they didn't bring them the right food or their food wouldn't come out right. It's not their fault. They're just the waiters and the waitress. But somebody cursed at them and said all kinds of nasty things, and, but yet they can't leave and go home because it's a job they have to have. But then you and I come and we order and now we show consideration, we show love, we show a smile, we show a little bit of encouragement and, and edifying and a good tip and talking to them and building them up and edifying them. You know, just think about that. We're sharing God's love. And our love becomes perfect and His love is made perfect through us. See, because as He is in the world, so are we. See, you're the only Jesus people are going to see. <laughs> so, therefore, we, until he comes again, amen, we need to be that Jesus in the earth. Amen. To every man, to every woman, to every boy, to every girl, amen, we need to be that love and let his love be completed through us. Amen. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear, because fear have tormented. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Amen. We don't have to fear who we talk to. We don't have to fear what neighborhood we go into. We don't have to fear what bus we ride or whatever. He's with us. Amen. Every step of the way. Complete love. Having an understanding of God's love for us pushes us to have love for all others. We cannot be respecters of persons and not share His love. If we say that we know Him and have not love, James says, we lie and do not the truth. If we fulfill the royal law according to Scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin. And are convinced of the law as transgressors. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who love God love his brother also. So to fulfill the commandments of God, to love God and our neighbor as ourself and be a soldier in love, we must first know that love. And John tells us that God is love. So to be a Christian soldier in love is to first know God and to second love our neighbors ourselves and to love ourselves, amen, and to share that love with everyone else we come in contact with, amen.